This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. You're not trying to sell yourself to everybody. You only need one person to hire you, and you're looking for that right fit where you buy them and they buy you. If you've been out of the job market for a while, a lot has changed. The average job search takes a month for every 10K of income you want to make. So how do you shorten the process? Career Next CEO Chris Kirkpatrick talks about how his company shortens that time span in five steps. Next on Self Talk Radio Show. Brought to you by Scribe Media. Unlocking the world's wisdom. ScribeMedia.com. Ready to write your book but just don't have the time? Turn to Scribe Media Book Writing. Turn your knowledge into a book. Or Scribe Guided Author. Write it yourself with professional help. Learn more at ScribeMedia.com. Welcome to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest is the president and founder of Life 180 and co-founder of Career Next Agency, Chris Kirkpatrick. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, good to have you. So I know you from Life 180. I think if we can do a timeline from Life 180 and then get into Career Next Agency, can you tell me the story of how you started Life 180? Yeah, that's a funny one. So um, I I used to be, uh, I I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, I was uh, the head of business development for National Life Group. And that kind of uh, pivoted to Life 180. You know, I, I got to the place where I wanted to have a company that focused more on financial education, uh, helping people really regain control of their financial lives. That's what Life 180 initially stood for, was leading into financial excellence. And 180 was all about turning your financial life around, right? Like just pulling a 180 with the results you're getting. Because let's face it, most people are not happy with their financial results in life. And uh, what happened was I, I wound up having a lot of people um, – coming to me more interested in uh, the internet marketing component of everything that I was doing from a marketing perspective for Life 180 and uh, like my YouTube channel and the sales funnel development and and creating online courses and all these different things uh, that we were doing. And so because of that, um, and, and one of the things that we spun up is I partnered up with a couple guys and we started an internet marketing agency. And a couple years ago, we started working with um, with a company in the executive search space, one of the top executive search firms in the country as a client. And in that process, my job is to go in and learn the industry inside and out. And when I went in to this organization and learned it, um, I realized how much I loved helping executives and people in general just kind of navigate advancing their career. You know, I, I always kind of tell people it's like as, as you go through that process of, of career advancement, it's no different than trying to build your own brand uh, and online, whether it's, you know, uh, building a website or building a brick and mortar company. You know, we always have to figure out who are we selling ourselves to? Who are we selling the product to? You know, you got to build your your avatar, so to speak. And then you reverse engineer the process. You know, we can get into that as much as you want to get. But the um, the thing that got me really excited about creating Career Next and starting that company was I spent a couple years literally writing a book. Like I have a book coming out um, that's going to be called, it's called Executive Job Search Secrets. And <clears throat> it, through this process of, of, of 
helping and learning this company that was dealing pretty much there were there were a twenty thousand dollar upfront retainer fee to work with this organization. And I looked at that and I said, it's fantastic what they're doing for for their clients. But let's face it, if you're out of work or if you're looking for an opportunity and you want to be proactive in your career advancement, a lot of people are not going to prioritize the investment of twenty thousand. So I wanted to use my background and experience and expertise in Internet marketing, in scaling and using technology to provide the right information in the, you know, utilizing the right platforms uh, to be able to get them the same quality content, coaching, advice, support uh, for a fraction of the price that anybody else in the market was was offering it at. And so that's kind of how CareerNext launched. Yeah, neat. So you help executives put it together as far as, um, you know, trying to find a position. One of the quotes you have, you said the average job search takes one month for every 10K in income you want to make. Is there a shortcut to that? Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) a lot of times, like if you think about the way that people navigate their job search traditionally, um, it's it's going to job boards. It's like going on LinkedIn, looking for job postings, customizing your resume, submitting your resume to specific job postings. You know, with it with the invent invention of ATS software, applicant tracking systems is what ATS stands for. Um, you know, you're always people are trying to optimize the keywords in the resume and so on and so forth. But what I can tell you is that the way um, that people used to search for jobs and how they used to use recruiters and um, and and all the tools that people kind of think are the traditional standard ways of, of successfully navigating a job search. It's all changed so much, yet they use the same lingo. So it used to be recruiters were the gateway to opportunity because they had the access to the relationships for the jobs. And now with LinkedIn and with all these these other social platforms, Access to opportunity and to companies and to people, more importantly, is, is, is like it's never been in the history of the world. And so the secret to cutting that time is to network and network effectively and create an actual, you know, a, a process. And we have a five step system that we basically take people through to help compress that timeline and to make it so it's not one month for every $10,000 of income. It's we actually our process winds up being about 400 percent faster than that for for most of our clients. Oh, wow. What, what do you uh, what do you attribute to that? Well, I think it's about it's about really being intentional about what you want. You know, I, I always kind of tell people the first step and it sounds trivial uh, is is simply seeking clarity, you know, around what you want, where your value is highest, you know, what problems you solve best for companies. And and really making sure you're clear about all of the things that you want, because ultimately, let's face it, I always kind of tell people it's not just about finding a job. It's about finding the job. You know, it's about finding the job that is the most fulfilling to you, where, you know, you're going to be excited to wake up and go to work every day. Right. Where, you know, if if you are in that environment, you're going to set yourself up for success. And if you're doing that and you're really focused on what you enjoy Chances are your value is going to be higher in that in that capacity, in that uh, venue. And so when when you do that, ultimately, you're elevating your value. You can you know demand more compensation. Um, you know, it, it's just a matter of. Clearly defining. And knowing how to articulate 
your value in a way that helps you to sell yourself in the marketplace, right? And it all comes down to people. You know, I, I think one of my one of my favorite kind of statements is, and I think everybody can re- resonate with this, is people make decisions emotionally and then they validate with logic, right? Yes. And I don't care true. if it's I don't care if it's ha- if we're buying a car or you know a house we buy or a vacation we take, right? We always kind of make the decision emotionally because we want it, and then we validate why we need it or why we're making that decision. And it's no different when it comes to job searching and and why why companies hire individuals, right? It's it's like they hire because they like you. They hire because of the emotional connection. And I think where we really help people uh, compress that timeline is helping you figure out what is it that makes you unique and how do you create that emotional bridge to connect with the people that you're trying to sell yourself to, the people that are going to hire you. And if you can do that effectively, you know, it, it, it's going to it's going to enable you to have that connection. And the good news behind that is even if you don't get the job, if you do it right, you're expanding your network and it'll open up opportunity down the road. Now, what's the difference between career next agency and a recruiter? Yeah. So basically career next agency is a career management company. So what we do is we work, uh, we work on behalf of the executive, the employee searching for a job. A recruiter, their job is not to represent the best interests of the job seeker, but their job is to represent the best interests of the company. It used to be there were a lot of recruiters and there's still a few, but if you find them, they're going to charge a pretty hefty retainer fee. Um, but most recruiters now, they are corporate recruiters. They work inside of an organization or they get contracted by an organization to fill a role. So if you think about that, they're getting paid by the company. And therefore, if they're getting paid by the company, who is their alliance and allegiance going to be with? It's mm, the, the company. company right? right. And so they're not really like if you were to. I think I hear every single day. One of the biggest frustrations from people is they are reaching out to recruiters and they're submitting their resumes to recruiters and connecting with recruiters on LinkedIn and all these different things. And they're frustrated by the lack of response, by the impersonal response uh, that they actually do get when they get one. And, and they're like, you know what? The last time I looked for a job was 20 years ago and I don't remember it being this way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's because it's changed, you know, the, the, the function of a recruiter has changed significantly over the past 20 years. Unfortunately, the way people perceive interacting with them, you know, hasn't really changed very much. You know what I mean? I do. And we're speaking with Chris Kirkpatrick. He's the co-founder of Career Next Agency. And when we come back, we're going to talk about people who've been out of the job market for a while. How has it changed and how do you get back in the game when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show? Think websites are old-fashioned, out of touch with your core audience? Think again. While your tribe may love you on Instagram, you may be missing out on a whole client base that searches for you on Bing or Google. Then what? WebHelp US built Self Talk Radio Show's website, and I love it. Podcast uploads, open graph tags, SEO stuff, they do it all for me. WebHelp US, they even think of things like backing up my website, checking for viruses and stuff I frankly don't have time for. WebHelp US, professional websites for big picture people. WebHelpUS.com. 
Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer, my guest, Chris Kirkpatrick. And we were talking about people who may have been out of the job market for a while. Maybe they started a business and it flopped, or they're being a full time parent and kids going back to school. What's oh, the yeah. best approach for them to get back in the game? Yeah, well, like, like anything else, I think it's networking, right? Um, building up and cultivating your network. I'm a huge advocate for utilizing LinkedIn. Now, if you, if you utilize it, well, let me, let me say it this way. LinkedIn can be one of the greatest tools that you could use in your job search process, or it can be the biggest waste of time, right? Like any other social media platform, I suppose. You know, there's this phrase we call browser blackout, right? Like I talk to, I talk to a lot of, uh, job seekers who are looking online and, and, and going on LinkedIn and they think that the proper use case of, of LinkedIn is, is, you know, basically having it emulate your resume, posting your resume up on your LinkedIn profile and then looking for job postings on there, uh, and applying to them kind of like a, a, an advanced socialized kind of job board. And the, there's, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and, and we can get into that in more detail if you want after, but, the, the first steps are to build your network out, to really figure out what it is that you want to do. It's like anything else, anybody else, any, it's like anybody who's seeking a job. I don't care if you've been out of work for five years, 10 years, because, you know, you had kids and you wanted to get them to a certain point and you wanted to reenter the market. Or, I mean, I talked to people who, you know, had a, had a parent become ill and they stepped away from their responsibilities at work uh, for a couple of years as, as their parents transitioned on and, and, uh, now they're looking to re-enter the job market. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, it's the five step process is what it is. You know, you got to see clarity about what you want, where, where you want to go, the problems that you solve most, what you enjoy the most and, and have realistic expectations. You know, if you were a CEO of a company and you've been out of the industry for five, six years, well, guess what? You're probably not going to hop right back into a CEO position. You know, it's about finding the right company, the right company size, the right culture, and really not necessarily finding those companies, but being clear with yourself on what types of companies you want to be involved with. You know, I I always kind of let people know when, when you're out of the market for that long, going to get a job with Google or Amazon or some big organization like that is probably going to have some significant hurdles. However, there are a lot of opportunities working with smaller or medium-sized companies that are privately held that, you know, ultimately they're looking for a diamond in the rough like yourself, somebody that your value, if you've got all this experience and success and, you know, you can clearly quantify your value and articulate your results and, and, and kind of what you bring to the table and the problems that you can solve for them, then that positions you as this diamond in the rough. Where uh, and, and that opportunity to land that position is not going to be nearly as competitive as, say, going to work with a Google or an Amazon or anybody of that nature. And so it it ultimately always comes down to the five step process. And, and step one is always seeking clarity. And, you know, this is where most people struggle. They don't want to spend the time seeking that clarity. Right. They, they want to just slam together a resume. They want to blast that resume out there and they want to feel like they're doing something. You know, there's well, an element. There's, 
there's also a, there's also fear you know if oh, somebody's yeah. just lost their job they they don't have 10 months to go re, you know recoup their losses they got to get out there now and and get oh. something going so what do you what do you say to that job seeker yeah well that's i mean i think that's pretty much every job seeker i to that job seeker i would say um you know feel the fear and work through it as my wife always says you know it's uh to our kids that's what she says all the time feel the fear and work through it and and what i would say is like any business, you want to make sure you're taking a proactive approach. You know, I mean, I, you talk to business owners. I mean, if you're an executive, you, you've dealt with this significantly uh, throughout your career is if you, you understand that if you have a reactive approach in anything that you're doing in life, you're probably setting yourself up for failure. Right. Mm-hmm. And so with this, it's no different. You know, when you're seeking your next ideal position, you, you want to make sure you're going at it proactively. Oftentimes, like in business, to be proactive, it means you need to hit the pause button. You need to take a step backwards and you need to be uh, kind of introspective and objective about where you want to go. You know, because if you're not clear on where you want to go, how do you actually des- develop a plan and design a plan to get there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about people who have a blemish, on, you know, in, in their past, whether they, they mm. served jail time or they had a, a, a substance abuse problem or, or they got fired from somewhere? How do you work with people on how to get through that and, you know, to, oh, yeah. to land the job? How do, how do they work that out? You know, it depends on um, the significance of the blemish. Right. So if, if there's a. Um, criminal offense, you know, and, and that's on your record. Um, the reputation management, as we call it in the industry, can be challenging. Um, but there are things that you can do uh, to highlight the value. You know, it's I think going if you if you have a significant blemish, uh, say a criminal record or, you know, a felony on your record, um, you're going to have a hard time. There's, there's no way around it. Like you're not going to likely get a job with a a major household name organization. That is where you got to make sure that your search is targeted to smaller companies that are privately held where once again, people make decisions emotionally and they validate with logic. So you can say, it's a matter of positioning yourself in a way that says, hey, listen, this is who I am. This is what I've done. I, you know, I be upfront about it. Always don't ever try to hide it mm-hmm. um, and and let let the organizations know that, you know, hey, I've taken accountability for what I've done and let them know the process that you've gone through. Right. There's a there's a lot of power in being humble around those things and and letting people know that, you know, I did make a mistake. Uh, this is what happened. Explain, give, give them clarity, uh, because that's what's going to help them build trust in you and in your situation. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, j- just when you do that effectively, you're going to put yourself in a position where when you share your story around it, the company you're selling yourself to, if it's a smaller company that's privately held, well, I, I'm going to go back to the diamond and the rough comment. You're going to show them like, hey, because of my kind of past mistakes, this is how I've dealt with it. But now you're benefiting, right? Because I wouldn't be available to work with you had I not made that mistake, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and so now I can take all my background, all my experience, all my expertise, and, and I can apply that to you, which otherwise I wouldn't be available for you. 
the biggest hurdle that you have is you have to get them, you know, you have to position yourself in a way that they trust that you've gotten past it, that you're that you've moved past it, that you've learned from it, that you're maybe, I mean, obviously it could be a lot of different uh, things that have happened. Right. And so, you know, if, if it's something you had to learn from, uh, that you, you know, you're not that person anymore. Um, here's how I learned from it. Here's how I dressed it. Here's how I dealt with it. If it was counseling, if it was, you know, if it was uh, a rehab program, if it, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of people that, you know, went through an alcoholism problem or a drug addiction or, you know, I mean, and that have led to felonies. I mean, we helped a gentleman who had uh, a drug addiction and then led to embezzlement, you know, and mm-hmm. Then he went to jail for a couple of years um, and then he got out and he was a CEO of a company. That's a hard story, right? Yeah. And and so how do you tell that story and then put yourself in a position where you can sell yourself and, and build trust in somebody who doesn't know you? Right. And so I think it's it's also having the understanding that the process is going to be a little longer. It's going to be a significantly more emotionally stressful on you because you have to build a certain level of, of vulnerability and you got to let your pride go and you just got to be real and honest. And you got to, you have to understand that if it doesn't come to with a certain organization, it doesn't mean you're not valuable. It doesn't mean there's nothing out there. The, the one thing I would encourage anybody in that situation, is just like anybody that I kind of tell that's seeking a job, but specifically for these individuals with a, with a blemish past, it's, you're not trying to sell yourself to everybody. You only need one person to hire you and you're looking for that right fit where you buy them and they buy you. And so, you know, if you, if you try to sell yourself to everybody, you're, you're, it's going to elongate your process. But if you, if you really focus on just the people who are you're in front of and you're trying to sell yourself to that one organization, you know, you understand that gives you hope too, right? Because you yeah, realize yeah. like, okay, just cause this doesn't work, that doesn't mean the opportunity doesn't exist. What's the biggest mistake applicants make that makes them miss the mark in in a, a, approaching a, a job they really want? Yeah, the 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 thing I see the most common that uh, mistakes that applicants make is they focused on what we call the, their commoditized traits or their attributes, if you will. You know, I think it's key to understand like when when you're going for a job at the higher level, you know, it's, it's great that you've got your degree. It's great that you've got your master's and maybe all these certifications and you've done all these things. And maybe amongst your friends, you're very, very impressive, you know, and you've got this pedigree and this background of success and track record and whatever. But the bottom line is when you start applying for these C-level positions or SVP level positions, every single person who's applying for that position is going to be your contemporary, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you focus on all these things, there's nothing that differentiates you in the marketplace, right? There's nothing, um, you know, from from a that's why we call it commoditized, because even though from the rest of the world, it's not a commodity. But when you start looking at this from the perspective that, hey, I'm competing with this job. Yes, I'm in the one percent of, of people who are competing at this job for this job. But all the people I'm competing against are also in that one percent. Right. And so. All the things that have got me here that maybe aren't commodities to the rest of the world, they are commodities in this space. And so you need to shift your focus from those commodities and, and focus on 
what really makes you different. You know, if you want to find your job, you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And the root word of differentiate is different. And you need to make sure that you are different than your contemporaries and your competitors. And you're effective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but yeah. That, that can be, you know, that can be part of the differentiation process is it's all story, right? It's it's all, I, you know, it's all about how you communicate, you know, your background, your story. And, and I think another big mistake, just to kind of piggyback off that, is when you go into the the interview phase, so to speak, whether it's a screening interview or um, you know, a networking interview or, you know, you're, you're down the process. It's understanding that you're not facing a firing squad. You know, you, you got to go into this process, this job seeking process, like a consultant would go in. And that means you have to ask great questions. It's not just about them asking you questions and you kind of, you know, checking the boxes for them. If you want to stand out from the crowd, you need to be able to ask them great questions to show that you're critically thinking, to show that you understand kind of who they are, what they do, where they are going, what problems you see on the horizon, how you can help them solve those problems and and help them get there as quickly as possible. You know, it's key to understand they're not hiring you. What they're doing is they're investing in you, you know, Mm -hmm. and and with that investment, they want the fastest return on investment as possible. So you need to show them how they can get there. And asking the right questions makes certain that you're not going to be working with someone you can't stand or or you have different philosophy of how how things work. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it's about them buying you, but also you buying them, you know, and you're not going to be able to actually buy them unless you ask those right questions. Mm -hmm. You know, you you bring something up with the interview. I went on an interview, God, eons ago, (laughs) and it was 14 hour interview 14 hours total and well not really because i never got the job what they did is they brain picked and so they they got all my ideas and all my information and then they hired someone else and so i i was so mad i sent them an invoice i I said that was a consult that's not an interview that's Mm -hmm. you know you you got you got my you you downloaded a bunch of information from me and pumped me so i was really angry how do you how do you stop that? You know, how do you get to a point of saying, OK, this is more of my consultative work more than an interview? Yeah. You know, I wasn't even aware. I thought by, you know, by hour seven, I had the job. I was like, oh, OK, they're, they're just grooming me for what their expectation level is. And then when I didn't get the job after 14 hours, I was I was rather ripped about uh, that. Yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah, how do you how do you bridge that and how do you, you know, kind of put the brakes on if you see that it's it's more of a consult instead of an interview? Yeah, I think it's a matter of I think every situation is a little differently. But I think, you know, from what I'm hearing about your, you know, circumstance there, it, it was um, you were being reactive, right, to answering their questions. And mm-hmm. you kind of were in that reactive mode where. Um, you were trying to add value and you were trying to highlight um, your value by answering their questions diligently and and kind of showing your expertise and so on and so forth. But if if you if you pivot it and a lot of times the easiest way to pivot is to answer a question with a question. Right. And, and yeah. really and really kind of say, OK, if they ask you a question, you know, say, well, please, you know, elaborate for me why. That's important to you. Right. And and what happens is then they may elaborate and then you can start just consultatively 
pivoting and, and, and taking the conversation down a different path, so to speak, or, or doing it in a way that you're kind of answering the questions. Um, but I don't think there's a problem to kind of give vague enough answers to make them realize like, okay, she understands, um, this, this topic inside out. But then if you ask the right questions in response to their question on, on something technical, for instance, it's, it, once again, it's, it's a matter of you positioning yourself as the expert. And I think when you say, Hey, listen, I get that you want to know this, but why do you want to know it? And have you thought about if you do that, what happens after, right? What, what mm-hmm. are the maybe unintended consequences or, um, have you, you know, basically based on my experience in doing this in the past, here are some of the things that we ran up against. Have you thought about that? Right. Without coaching them exactly what yeah. path to go down. It, it really, I mean, it, it really is, um, going to be specific to, the questions that they're asking, but I think answering questions with questions, um, obviously not to skirt around and be super vague, but to do it in a way that shows that you understand where they're at. Because remember, it's, it, you getting the job is going to be based on your ability to convey to them that you understand what their challenges are and that you can articulate that you are the person that can solve them. Right. And so, the best way to show that you understand where they are is by you asking questions and say, Hey, listen, this is what you asked me. And this is what I'm hearing. And this is, this is what I'm sensing your concerns are. And then you kind of put it back on them. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Tell me about your, your book, executive, it's executive secrets, executive job search secrets. Yeah. And so, um, it's it's uh it's been a big process. Um, <laughs> I bet. Actually, are you self-publishing gone, or? Uh, yeah, we are self-publishing. Nice. Um, it, it as uh, kind of is the way of the internet marketing world these days. Yeah. Um, but you know the the purpose of the book is um is really just to give a playbook to people uh, that are going through. You know, I, I've mentioned our five step process a little bit. It's 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 understanding. Um, exactly what people need to do in what order to have success. Um, you know, it's uh, my goal was to say, Hey, listen, everybody needs this. And everybody who's looking for a job or is looking to proactively manage or advance their career, you know, wouldn't it be cool if there could just be a playbook out there that kind of walked them through step-by-step what to do and what situations, um, let them realize and, and, and kind of focus on, uh, an element that you've kind of touched on a little bit, but I think a lot of people don't. And, and that is the psychology of the search, right? And how mm. to prepare for it and get prepared mentally and emotionally. Because the one thing I can promise you is that you're going out there. If you're in between work right now and you're looking for a job, your number one job is to go find your next ideal position, right? And yeah. when you're doing that, the stresses of paying the mortgage and putting food on the table, if you have kids and you know, a spouse and you're, and you're stressed out about all that stuff. It, it can take your focus off. And, and oftentimes, uh, so when you're, when we're stressed out, we're not able to be our most effective selves. And, and so, you know, it, it really, the, the purpose of the book is to give context of the search, uh, uh, and, and, and focus on 
here's what you're going to be facing, here's how you prepare for it, and then give you the plan to go out and execute on it, right? So it's like the tools, the resources, and support to go do it. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to have a plan and stuff. Wouldn't it be great if there was an app, uh, you know, for executive job search so that you uh-huh. could have almost like a CRM system to, you know, type in and say, okay, I spoke to this person and this is what happened, but he connected me to this, you know. I think that would be really great. Now, how does it work to work with the Career Next agency? If you're broke and you, but you need help finding your job, do you, yeah. do you have a certain percentage that comes from find, finder's fee or how does it work? No, we are. Um, we don't do anything uh, based on contingency as far as that goes or finder's fee. We don't represent companies, so we never get paid by the company because as soon as we do that, then we're in the boat with the recruiter. Your recruiter, so yeah. Exactly. And so we do represent the job seeker, right? And so therefore our fee is paid by the job seeker. But the way I kind of explain it is I really have no interest in selling anybody anything. You know, the way I look at it is we're kind of a solutions provider, um, and, and I like to have it. So if you, if you feel like you need help, um, with your resume and your personal branding and strategy around that, we can help with that. Right. So we have certified executive resume writers on the team. We have certified personal branding experts. We have, um, you know, all these personalized services that are going to be more affordable than anywhere else that you go. Now for people who are kind of a more, strapped uh, individual who maybe are a little concerned about spending even a couple thousand dollars on something of that nature instead of 20,000, you know, our, our full program just, I mean, is 5,000 bucks, you know, and that gets you everything with a coach and everything. Um, but if that's too much for you, uh, we have a course around personal branding that you can go through it. It gives you templates for your resumes. It gives you templates for what we call your executive pro forma. It, it walks you through everything you need to do to set up LinkedIn and leverage it properly as a tool, gives you networking scripts and pretty much everything you need to, to navigate. Um, we have in the form of a digital course that has uh, literally over 70 hours of video in, t- in total, um, and it walks you through everything. Uh, so if you're kind of more of a do-it-yourselfer, those courses start at 497 bucks. You know, so it literally it's the equivalent of the coaching and, you know, information you would get from a high level coach, but it's just in video format and it's done in an organized way that walks you through the process. That's nice. Chris, where can we find more information about Career Next Agency and do you work nationwide or is is it localized? How, how do we work with you? Yeah, so everything we do is virtual. Um, we have people kind of throughout the United States, um, but you know, we do a lot of Skype meetings, a lot of Zoom meetings with our clients. Um, but we, so we do work with uh, people all throughout the United States, or we work with some expats who are looking to relocate back to the United States uh, from overseas. Um, but you can, all you have to do is go to www.careernextagency.com. And uh, it, it, it'll walk you through kind of what our services are. It'll, it'll kind of show you. Uh, what we have going on there and, and what products, courses, services that we offer. Um, and if you're interested, all you have to do is opt in and and literally you can get on the phone. We offer a free strategy session to every single person that comes through the door. That is not some glorified sales pitch. You know, the really um, I'm a big believer of the of the idea that money follows value. And, uh, you know, before I ask anybody for anything, I want to make sure that, you know, we give so much value to them and, and their search that they they understand really what's going to follow it. 
Chris Kirkpatrick has been my guest from Career Next. If you'd like to work with him, stick around. We'll give you details on how to get in touch next. If you have sensitive skin, check out Pure Energy Apothecary. Their Pure Energy Body Care lotions, oils, massage oils, bath crystals, soaps, and body butters are ideal for sensitive skin. Perfect for gift giving as well. Check out your order at Pure Energy Apothecary and PureEnergyBody.com. Thank you. Chris Kirkpatrick has been my guest. He is the co-founder of Career Next Agency. You can find more information about Career Next Agency and Chris on our website, selftalkradioshow.com. Thanks so much for being on the show, Chris. You got it. Thanks for having me. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show. If you'd like to see our guest offerings, find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon Alexa. You can join us for the conversation on Facebook and see our guest offerings on selftalkradioshow.com.